This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to For This I Bow My Knees with Tracy Frederick. He had a mother. I mean, you know, we all have a biological mother, but we have no idea who she was, her name, but we know that he had one. I mean, she's there somewhere there in the background in the shadows of his life. But since we don't see her or hear about her, I wonder, how did she feel about her child, her son, who is arguably the mo- the second most influential person in the Bible? Her son was Paul. Now, as I said, we, we don't know anything about his mother or father, except what Paul tells us about his upbringing, his background. And there is speculation historically about, about who she was, but we know Paul, and we know his background, how he was raised, the focus of his childhood, where he grew up, and the expectations of his life, what they wanted for him. So remember, I mean, in Acts chapter 7 and verse 58, a young man held the coat of people who stoned Stephen. You remember that was Paul. Acts chapter 8 and 9, Paul was hunted down, hunting down Christians, men and women, putting them into prison. It was his passion. In Acts chapter 22, Paul talks about his childhood, his life with his parents. In verse 3, he says, I am indeed a Jew born in Tarsus of Sicilia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law and was zealous toward God. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 5, Paul says he was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisees. In essence, Paul had parents that were dedicated to the law, and they made provisions for his education and his opportunities. But Paul was also ruthless, and he must have learned that somewhere, and he was rewarded for it. But again, we don't know who Paul's biological mother was. But knowing and understanding mothers, and I should include myself here, even as grandmothers, knowing us and how we dream for our children, I can only imagine Paul's mother having had high hopes for her son as his future, a leader maybe in the Jewish faith and tradition. I wonder if she had dreams and aspirations for her son. I wonder if if she recalled bragging to people about her son, his place as a leader in the court of the Pharisees, a student of Gamaliel. I wonder if she told her neighbors how important he was, how much he achieved before he walked that road and saw that light, before he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, and and everything changed. I wonder if she was alive when all of that happened to her son, when she heard he became a Christian, I wonder what she thought if she was alive, what went through her mind. And I wonder if she was alive as she heard the news, the stories of her son throwing away all of those years as a student, turning his back on everything they had taught him, every advantage they gave him. And if she was alive then, she must have heard that he gave it all up, every privilege and dream she had for him. She must have heard he was baptized in the Christ, Acts chapter 9, verse 18. 
If she was alive, she must have heard. She must have heard that he went to prison for this Jesus. If she were alive, people must have told her their son was preaching Jesus. If she was alive, she knew her son was beaten for Jesus, put in prison for Jesus, shipwrecked for Jesus, living in poverty for Jesus. Acts chapters 20 through 28. Yeah, we don't know. I admit, we don't know if Paul's mother was alive because, because Paul never mentioned her. And doesn't that seem strange to you? I mean, especially when we think of what a mother goes through for her children. Wouldn't he mention her? There are options to consider. I mean, you know, lots of possibilities. But for today, for this next minute or two, if you ask yourself, if you were her, if you were in her shoes, if we were Paul's mother, knowing all that he went through, looking at his life, thinking about the hopes and dreams that we have for our children, how we try to do everything in our power to help them be successful, if you were Paul's mother, knowing all that he went through for Christ, if we put ourselves in her shoes, would we try to talk Paul out of being Paul, the servant of Christ? Would we be ashamed of him? When our friends ask us, how's Paul doing? I hear he's in prison again for that crazy Jesus. Would we defend him? And would we be ashamed of him? Would we ask Paul to tone it down? Or maybe we would just hide him from our friends, perhaps hoping that they would forget about him because he's just too radical. Now, I imagine that, well, probably we're thinking how ridiculous it would be to be ashamed of Paul. The man God chose, the great Paul. But I am serious. I mean, if, if Paul were your son, if, if Paul were my son and kind of made fun of because he teaches the Bible, he just wouldn't shut up about what God says. He just won't bend and look the other way when he sees something wrong. If our son were Paul, would we be ashamed? Would we claim him? And maybe that's just too hard. Maybe that's, that's just too much to ask us to think about or, or maybe too wild. But it's so interesting to me that we don't know anything about Paul's mother in the scriptures. She wasn't, as far as the Holy Spirit says, she wasn't a part of his life. And, and we don't know why. Maybe she wasn't alive. But everyone has a mom, even Paul. And some of us are moms, grandmothers, aunts, friends who are connected to the lives of children, who our sons or, or sons-in-law will, will hopefully someday be or are already a Paul or a wife of a Paul. Even still, there are choices to be made. We must make a choice. Give them encouragement and help them so they get to the top of the ladder here. Or letting them know that none of this matters here. That we support them, that nothing matters but heaven. And you know what? If they do choose heaven, it won't be easy for them. Or for us. But, well, Paul knew that. And he wasn't ashamed to say it. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish 
that I may gain Christ. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. Yeah, and it is for the moms, the grandmothers, the aunts that aren't ashamed. It is for them, it is for us that I bow my knees. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting us at bywaymedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we encourage you to please share this program, to like it on social media. Thank you for being with us today.